Well, some sports you compete in at least weekly, but today's guest is a rarity. He's not competed for 18 months and barely been in competition since Rio in 2016. Hello and welcome to Destination Tokyo. I'm Mark Shardlow, hoping all's well with you. Today, it's the return of Ali Jawad. Ali is a powerlifter who's sharing his journey with us as he tries to make the Paralympics in Tokyo this summer. Now, we spoke to Ali in earlier episodes and he told us about his history in the sport, On the eve of the Games in Beijing in 2008, he fell ill with what turned out to be Crohn's disease, which has severely affected him since. He finished fourth in London and won silver in Rio in 2016. Ali was born without legs in the Lebanon, and he's spoken about his struggles in life and in his sport, his passion for anti-doping and for disability sports. So check out those earlier episodes. But uh, today he's back in action in the northwest of England, and that's where he was when we chatted. Yeah, so uh, I'm due to compete this week at the uh, Manchester World Cup because of COVID protocols. We, uh, we're in the hotel and uh, everyone's got their own hotel room. Uh, we have to pretty much stay in the hotel room apart from obviously training and competing, but even the food has been delivered to the room. So um, yeah, I've had to bring my own entertainment. I've had a number of sports people, uh, potential Olympians and Paralympians on in the last couple of months who've, who've faced similar dilemma really and boredom seems to be the thing that you struggle with most is that the same for you um i think i'm lucky that uh i've got my phd in the uh, in the app keeping me busy you can only do so much you can't just suddenly go out to have a break uh so actually it's, it's pretty probably more intense to be honest are you allowed out at all in fresh air or do you, are you strictly kept in your room no so we are allowed to go out but it's um, kind of like you can't go out the uh, hotel premises and if, if so, you can't go for fresh air, but you can't take the Mickey sort of thing. So like, yeah, you can only kind of you have to pick and choose when because um, obviously you don't want hundreds of athletes out there uh, gathering, do you? So um, yeah, you can have to make sure it's quiet. So I spoke to Alice Deering yesterday, the swimmer, yep. and she competed for the first time in thirteen months in Doha yep. a couple of weeks ago. So when was your last competition? I think you're going to beat her. Yeah, eight, um, Tokyo test event eighteen months ago. Yeah, wow. so uh, yeah, so it's quite a long time. But I'm, I'm used to it because because um, of my Crohn's and my situation the last five years, I take literally years in between competitions. So I'm actually quite used to that. <laughs> and do, do you just accept that as part of the build up then? How do you prepare? Uh, I think for me, like I'm, I'm lucky that I'm, I'm a seasoned pro. So I know how it feels like to compete. Uh, I know how to compete. I know how a format is. So like for me, um, it's, it's not really that difficult having years out. I think the, the, I think the big thing for me is just it's just being in front of referees that might referee me at the games, and I need to make sure that my you know my technique is up to standard. What do you mean by that? What are they looking for? What what might you do that would upset the referee? I, I think uh, for me, like um, our sport's quite subjective, in it, obviously because you've got referees deciding whether or not it's a good lift or not. So you just don't know what you're going to get on the day. But if you if you're exposed to the referees quite regularly, they get to know you. Uh, and obviously with the new referees coming through, even though they've seen footage of me in the past, I haven't really been competing for them to actually see me in person. And I guess if they're going to be the referees that I get in Tokyo, if I get there, you'd want to be 
refereed at that sort of standard quite consistently for you to feel confident that you're ready. But um, I've just not been refereed to that standard for a long time. So I was watching the rugby at the weekend, very similar to that then, that the players need to get a feel for what the referee is going to blow for. Some are harsh on one thing, some are harsh on another. Exactly the same in your yeah, sport? Yeah, you, you've got referees that are, you know, that are harsh, some that are not. And it just it's literally the luck of the draw on the day. You just don't know what you're going to get. So uh, you have to, your technique has to be as robust as possible to, to suit every referee on that platform so you compete rarely do you visualize how do you how do you get ready for the moment yeah i'm probably like uh i kind of subconsciously like visualize probably every day like more like technique uh, also visualize the good and the bad it's make i have to make sure that you know i'm as adaptable as possible so not only do i imagine the good i also imagine if things go wrong and how i'd react to that I think it's very important that athletes, when they visualise, also think about the bad because if it happens on the day, you have to be ready. So um, that's how I work on a daily basis. So that's a preparedness thing, then I guess you know, you you're really thinking about everything. If some little thing goes wrong, if some big things go, goes wrong, you've still got another lift to do in a few minutes' time. Yeah, like uh, for example, um, I'll give you an example. So in the the, the morning of uh, I competed in twenty twelve, the morning of. Uh, two hours before weigh-in, I went to the toilet and I saw blood, and I thought, "Oh, great, it's my it's my Crohn's again." Uh, just little things like that. So, like, but I knew going into it that that could happen. So actually, that that didn't phase me at all. I actually performed very well that day. So um, for me, it's just like because I've been through it a lot of my Crohn's and it's, and how unpredictable it is. It's kind of put me in good stead for everything else being in front of me. Actually, that's actually quite easy in comparison to my Crohn's, to be honest. Have you worked at your mental toughness, or is that just part of your nature? I think it's part of my nature. I think that I've been, I think throughout my career, I've always had adversity every single step of the way. I've really had to work for everything that I have. Uh, I've not been lucky. And I guess what that does is because it becomes your reality, you live in a way that makes you much stronger on a daily basis. And that becomes your norm, which actually to a lot of people, uh, people think I'm quite harsh and not approachable because I'm, I'm that kind of zoned in and nothing really faces me. What about nerves? How are you going to feel on Friday? I actually don't get nervous. I I, um, I get excited. Uh, it's just kind of like for me, um, competing is. It, I think after what kind of I, I you know, I've been through. Uh, competing is more like uh, something to look forward to. Um, so I'm actually quite excited to be on the platform for the first time in eighteen months. And um, also as well, I've got some rivals here that could actually medal in Tokyo as well. So I just want to see what they're they're going to be at and uh, see how far away I am because I'm pretty far away right now. So. Uh, yeah, just to kind of see them compete and kind of just be around the referees. So it's just more excitement than nerves. We've talked about it before, but it is a changing world at the moment. Is this your possibly, potentially, probably last chance to make the Paralympics? So I'm not going to qualify here because the weight that I'm probably going to lift is not going to be good enough to guarantee my spot in that top eight. Uh, but I think I'll, if, if I, everything goes well, I could be in that top eight, but I'll be literally on the fringes. So I'm going to have to compete again before Tokyo to guarantee. So the last competition is potentially in Dubai in June. Uh, so that will be the last one if I don't qualify or guarantee it here. I don't think I will. I don't think it's, I think it's unrealistic to, to try and guarantee it here. I'm just not in that shape. So hopefully the next three months I can uh, kind of bridge that gap and kind of guarantee my spot in Dubai. So this is really about getting ready and preparedness and some reintroduction then to competition. You, you're playing down your opportunity, your chances here. And assuming it goes as you're articulating now, you then only have one, one chance. More. And that's 
And that's you've got to travel for that. So you've got to hope that restrictions allow you to yeah, do that. And that's in that's, Dubai. That's the issue. Yeah. So um, if restrictions don't allow, and I'm in the fringes of that top eight, but the competition still goes ahead and we can't travel, if I get overtaken, I don't go to the games. That right. is the, That is the risk. It's a shame that I'm not in incredible shape to pull it off here and guarantee it, but um, it's just the reality of my situation that I find myself in. So I have to hope that the restrictions do lift before June. And what weight are you looking for? What is like below par for Ali? Uh, so I think the rankings currently are my body weight. The eighth place is about one sixty one. Um, so if I if I if I get anywhere near that, um, I'll be in that. I'll be probably eighth. But obviously. To, to get to guarantee it, you'd probably need 175, 180 to be really sure that you're going. There'll probably be a, a 180 lift here, probably from like one of the one of the rival countries here. So I'm way off, and I knew that anyway. Um, I've been way off for five years, so like people shouldn't expect me to be what I was before. But I'm, I'm hoping that in the next three, well, three to five months, I can uh, start kind of chipping away at what I need. Very good. Now, you talked about uh, what you're going to be doing in your hotel room. You mentioned dissertation. You talked about the app. We've not heard you talk about the app before, and that must be coming close to hitting the market now. Just describe it for us. Yeah, so um, I decided to create and launch um, kind of one of the first fitness apps, uh, especially designed for the disabled community. It's been very challenging because uh, it factors in impairments, which means that I have to focus probably on per impairment in, in like in isolation and then move on because there's so much to do for one impairment. I think it's fair, it would do a disservice if I launched something that, you know, kind of caters for every impairment, but it's not extensive. So I'm going to focus on one impairment at a time and then build it that way because I feel like it does it does it justice that way. So, yeah, it's been it's been challenging, but uh, I've enjoyed it and I uh, hope that it, you know the disabled community um, have something they're really proud of. What's it called? Uh, Accessorize. And when do you think it will be launched? Hopefully before the games. Touchwood. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, been, it's been a year. In the, it's been a year in the making. So um, a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And uh, since we last spoke, your star has risen. You were in the Times at the weekend. You've been on Radio Four. There's a lot of interest in you. That must be pleasing. Well, I think the interest isn't about um, how good how how good I am. It's how good I was. I think I think it's um, looking back and reflecting on the career that I've had rather than how good I am now. Uh, and that's fine. Um, I guess, like, it, for me, like, I knew the last five years have not been great for me. And uh, I feel like people are expecting, well, basically uh, a shadow of my old self. But I guess, you know, I guess I'm here to pull out something out of the bag and shock everyone again. But we'll see. Yeah, well, I think two things there, Ali. One, yes, let's hope you do pull it out of the bag. But two, actually, part of being an Olympian, part of being a Paralympian is the legacy that that brings with you. And you've used that legacy well. I mean, you've articulated some of it there, but I think you're using it well, and you should be proud of that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So uh, all the best for the coming couple of days. Do your best, and we'll look forward to seeing how how you get on and hopefully catch up later. And fingers crossed you will make that plane to Tokyo in the summer. Thank you. And that's Ali Jawad, and all the best, Ali. Back in competition again for the first time in 18 months. And that's it for today's Destination Tokyo. Thank you very much for listening and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.